Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can take your listening further and support our work by becoming a member. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, members-only bonus content, an invitation to join the DSR Network Slack community, a members-only newsletter, and members-only blog posts. For the month of February, take 5% off the regular membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code SECRET. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy code SECRET. Thank you. Welcome to The Secret Life of Cookies, where we try to solve the world's problems through the miracle of carbohydrates, one recipe at a time, with host Marissa Rothkoff and her dog, Bosco. Hello and welcome to The Secret Life of Cookies. Bosco and I have a special episode for you because our guest is the state attorney for Palm Beach County, Florida, Dave Ehrenberg along with his two dogs, Getty and Blue. We cover all the news of the day and play a game called Indictment Derby, in which we try to predict which Trump indictment will make it over the finish line first. Uh, And yet, Bosco, I won't forget to tell them all of this while making cake for dogs. No, not cats, just dogs. Yes, Bosco. Welcome to The Secret Life of Cookies. Here on a Friday afternoon in two kitchens on the East Coast, I have with me as my guest, and really it is a true pleasure to have you here, having seen you on TV so much recently, well, in the past, I don't know, eight years, Dave Arenberg, the state attorney for Palm Beach County. Nothing happens in Palm Beach County. How do you feel your days? Marissa, it's so great to be with you. I tell you what, this is a first for me because I never baked. And what we're baking today is something that if I ever did bake anything in the past, I know I never baked this before. That's true. And I have never baked something like this either. And we're doing it all. And I don't know if you can see, but down here on the floor is this dog here, my dog Bosco, who is my constant companion here. Um, He's even coming closer. Like, can I eat the computer? Yeah. Mm. Delicious. Everybody, my dog did just kiss me. And you too have dogs as well. And you're baking yes. a peanut butter cake for them? Yes. It's a banana cake. Banana. And I'm going to try to show you one of the dogs. That is Blue the Doodle. Hi, Blue the Doodle. Oh, and look who this is. Oh. Can you see? Yes. That's Getty, the oh. Beagle slash Basset puppy. Oh. Um, I have a thing for um, basset hounds. Are they as adorable to have as pets, or do they do they howl? I mean, what are their best traits? Bassets are are the best. I, I um, you know, I lost my my basset hound Cookie, uh-huh. and it just absolutely broke my heart. And um, I adopted this puppy Getty from a rural rescue, Tennessee, and um, he was listed as a Beagle Bassett, but I think he's mostly Beagle. He's very sweet. Bassets are just the best. They are sweet and stubborn, which is an amazing combination if you think about it. If you ever think someone sweet can't be stubborn, get a Basset hound. And they will just 
love you to death and they'll be hungry all the time and they'll be silly and sleepy and lazy <laughs> and they're just amazing dogs. <laughs> My dog is bigger and hairier than yours, um, but has very similar attributes. Like, I'm really sweet, but you really need to feed me immediately and right now. So I think he's very happy that I'm making this. You're making it from a box mix and I, just to one-up you, just to prove my superiority as a baker, I'm doing it from scratch. So I'm using whole wheat flour and pumpkin, shredded carrot, peanut butter, and applesauce. Nothing harmful for the dog. And um, mine even has an icing made of, which I actually want to try myself, which is made of Greek yogurt and peanut butter. So doesn't that sound kind of good? Like a smoothie. Sounds amazing. Now, is your cake human quality? Can I eat it? Or is it something that uh, would make a human sick? No, it's totally human quality. It's like a carrot pumpkin cake. Think the only thing it's missing are things that humans really like, like salt and spices, because not so good for the dog, you know. Well, uh, I got to tell you, uh, mine, I guess, then would be human quality too. But when I've tried a cake for dogs, it didn't have much flavor. So yeah. I guess that's what you're saying that we humans like an added salt and sugar and MSG and all that other good stuff. Yeah, we love all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And fat. Dog, yeah, of course. Um, so, Frisco. But before, like, uh, as I was doing this, I'm, uh, I, I wanted to say that I was just the fact that we're baking for the dogs doesn't mean that it's all going to the dogs now, is it? I see what you did there. See? see? No, it is not. Very well done. <laughs> Thank you very, very well much. Done. The real, the real, fo- I, I don't have you on for any legal reasons, though, today, because today is Friday. It is a freezing cold day up here, and I just I just having you on to talk about weather that's better than mine. Here, it's going to be about minus 20 tonight with a wind chill. And will it be like that in Palm Beach County? Yeah, it'll be 20 degrees uh, Celsius. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just just give us a little warm talk for those of us up north. You got the sun? You have it, sun shining? It, we have sun. It's still sunny out, even at this hour of the day, and it is warm. I walked to and from work today, and if anything, I was a little warm because I had my jacket on, uh, and so I am. I am uh, casual now. <laughs> this is this is how I lounge around at home. Uh, and <laughs> he's dressed nearly in a suit, folks. Yeah, yeah. Well, but uh, no, we, it's it's this is my baking clothes. So uh, please, exactly. Please excuse the mess. And no one has baked in such elegant a fashion on this podcast ever before. So you have that award. You also apparently have the award I read for the most, like, room raider rated you with the best cookie jar. Is this true? I feel very competitive. Yes. I feel very competitive because I I have this, which is my sea otter holding in a sweater, a sea otter in a sweater with a nice woolen cap because that's what you need up north. That's the sound of my um, cookie jar closing. And the sea otter isn't holding abalone, but a chocolate chip cookie. Come on. I love <laughs> your sea otter. I don't know. I'm glad my basset hound cookie jar didn't compete with your sea otter. But that was mine. I have this basset hound cookie jar at work, and it resembled cookie. And so uh, it's a cookie cookie jar. Yes. That's pretty perfect. The best. That's pretty perfect. Yeah. That's uh, pretty good. I'm, I'm going to start mixing up all the ingredients here. And, and while we do that, I want to kind of kick off some more deeper, more profound talk. Not that there's anything deeper or better than talking about one's pets. In fact, it's sort of a pleasant change. 
But Jen Taub, legal scholar and friend, posted something today that just hit me in a, uh, and I, I'd like to uh, run it past you, which she, she wrote with her tongue firmly in her cheek, imminent has died. May its memory be a blessing. And that, that gave me a pang um, because we've all been sort of hanging on imminent. And it, I promise it's sort of, it's going to happen. The wheels of justice, the, I don't think I have to say more. It, it has, is, is imminent dead? Well, I think what she's referring to is Fonnie Willis saying that charges in Fulton County, Georgia are imminent. I don't recall Bob Mueller saying charges are imminent or, or <laughs> Alvin Bragg saying they're imminent or Merrick Garland saying they're imminent. So I would have to just disagree a little bit with uh, Jennifer Taub, who's a great follow on Twitter that imminent is dead when one prosecutor who's courageous and strong in Fulton County said it was imminent and it's now a week later, maybe 10 days later. I think you've got to at least give imminent within the month, I think. And remember, I mean, we're still waiting on Donald Trump's health care plan, which is coming out in two weeks. <laughs> a week. And it was infrastructure week last week. Right. We're waiting so for that, too. Right. So if two weeks equals two years and infrastructure week equals never, then imminent could mean, you know, at least the end of the month. OK, I'll give I'll give her that. That's a, a little bit hopeful. And I have this feeling that you when you walk to work or you take your dogs for a walk or you go for to like the smoothie shop, because I feel that like that's everywhere in Florida. Um, everybody must kind of stop you and just either roll their eyes and be like, you told me, not you, but they said soon and forget it. I've lost all hope. Do you respond at this point or do you just have, keep all your, your AirPods in and go, I'm sorry, I'm on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are demoralized. They just think that there are certain people above the law in our country. Certain people are untouchable. Okay. But... That's when you get the best surprises, right? Right when you think all hope is lost. Right. And then all of a sudden you get like a series of indictments on a Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. So I think it's happening. I think with, to me, with almost certainty, the former president is going to be indicted over the documents. I don't know about the others. I don't know if it's, he's going to be charged with January 6th. I think it's likely he gets charged for the Fulton County incident. I think that he may get charged in New York and Manhattan. I think that's actually the weakest of all the cases. Interesting. But but I think the documents are what they are. I, I just don't see how you can get around that. It's not the possession of the documents for those who are thinking, well, Biden <laughs> and Pence did it. So now that gives Trump a get out of jail free card. No, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. This is about the obstruction. This is about the refusal to give back the documents, not the possession. The thing that's, as a, as a, a you know, a humble layperson here, if I had to, like, pick one of the cases that makes my hair stand on end, I'm going to exclude January 6th from that because this is just, that's just craziness to me that nothing has happened here. And since I think that's such a terrible message, me, person at home. The Fonnie Willis case is to me the one that I can't believe 
you don't just like grab somebody and go, but you asked for more votes. It's so obvious. Why is it that obstructions get, you know, the more likely one at this point? Well, by the way, since I see you baking, can I uh, crack an egg and do things while I I'm wish talking? You, I wish you would. That's the way to do it. Okay. Talking all like right, as if you right. were in my kitchen. I'm just blobbing in some peanut butter. This uh, cake has all the things my dog loves. Pumpkin, peanut butter, carrots. No, it's, but it's all um, sort of on the sweet spectrum. <laughs> it uh, sounds really healthy. I like it. I think it would make a good breakfast for any of us, really. We yeah, it sounds like my smoothies I have in the morning, except for the pumpkin. Let's see. So, no, what was your question again? I, I, <laughs> no, I, no, that, that's, that's uh, I get distracted. <laughs> the old baking and cooking thing. The question is why you, you're putting your money. Uh, I'm thinking of this now as like a horse race, right? You know, like, and all the horses are out there, and one of them says uh, Georgia, and one of them says obstruction of justice, and the other one says like uh, uh, has New York and the Trump Organization on the other has January six on it, and your cl- belief is that the horse that will get past the finish line first will be the obstruction one. Oh and yes, as will, far as the documents, yeah, and it's will all be- the horses? Finish the race is my question. When you are a elected district attorney, especially in your first term, I think that you are probably not wanting to be the first prosecutor ever in the history of our country to indict a former president. But you'd be the second. And so I think Bonnie Willis, Alvin Bragg, I think they were looking, understandably, to Merrick Garland as the top prosecutor in the country to be the first in history to indict a former president. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. But Merrick Garland's investigation is taking longer than people expected. (laughs) And so the clock is hitting midnight for Fonnie Willis. The grand jury she impaneled came out with a report. And the report is being held in abeyance for now. And when that report gets made public, it's going to put a lot of pressure on her because I can almost guarantee you that that report contains recommendations for criminal charges, namely against Donald Trump. And the way I know that is because why would the DA Fonnie Willis try to keep it a secret unless it contained recommendations for charges? Because if it didn't, you said, yeah, just release it. Right. So I think that was was going to happen after Trump got indicted at the federal level. But because sure. the feds haven't acted Right. You may see Buddy Wills be the first prosecutor in history to, to indict a former president. But I think it's either going to come in Georgia or from the feds, from the DOJ and nowhere else. Um, and maybe Alvin Bragg later on. But I, I got to believe that the first one will either be Merrick Garland or Fonnie Willis. And I do think it's going to happen sooner than later. My clock tells me March is time's yeah. up. That's my birthday month, so I, I'd be more than happy. Any of these for my birthday would be a fantastic present. So <laughs> if anybody's looking, wondering what to get me, that's what I'd like. Mine smells quite good. It's like, and it seems very healthy. It's a beautiful peanut butter color. The idea that, you know, I shredded carrots into this and I actually washed the carrots. And I thought to myself, you know, my dog eats Probably like old Pete, three week old pizza he finds in the gutter. And here I am washing a <laughs> carrot for him. We don't deserve our dogs. They are 
They are the best. Forever <laughs> loving and forgiving. And dirt eating and all those and things. <laughs> Do you have thoughts on the weaponization of government committees who want to investigate the Justice Department and the FBI? That was uh, kind of Jim Jordan really wanted to promote that as big news this week. Yeah, I'm glad that Jim Jordan now appreciates the importance of subpoenas, <laughs> considering he he yeah. uh, ignored his at the January 6th committee sent him. So I guess when you are the one dishing out the subpoenas, then you got to uh-huh. take them seriously. When you're the ones receiving the subpoenas, then it's just optional, I guess, at least in Jim Jordan's world. Well, for J- in Jim Jordan world, yeah, it's this very special place. Right, right. Oh, We're sorry. down is up and up is down. And uh, was it they say consistency of the hobgoblin of little minds, right? <laughs> yeah. And something good for thee, but not for me, which uh, has been, I love that expression. been seen so many times in the past couple of years. Um, yes. Yeah. But do you this think, whole thing about the web. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead about the weaponization. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's just all politics. I mean, uh-huh. I love what, the, what he, King Jeffries did. You know what he did? He put Dan Goldman on that committee, which is just great. See, he understood the Republicans screwed up by pulling their members off of the January 6th committee and made sure there was no Republican, well, other than Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, they made sure there was no voice from the insurrectionist side. <laughs> and, and so you have now Dan Goldman, who was part of the investigation, was counsel to Bob Mueller. Excuse me, to the Congressional Committee. Excuse me, I, I confused him briefly with Andrew Weiss. Dan Goldman was was uh, was counsel to the committee that was doing these investigations, and yet now he's on the committee itself. So that should be fun when they start accusing the Democrats and the institutions of playing politics. Well, you have a guy who is right there as part of the deep state, and he's going to give you twice of what you're giving in. So that should be that's actually something to look forward to. In that way, those are the, always the best movies too, right? You know, where the um, the bad guys seem to be winning. And then in the end, the good guys have a few sharper torts and they win. We need a few more things like we need a little bit more of that to happen. You also. The seditious conspiracy convictions that have happened over the past, I don't know. Month or two, do you think it's going to have any impact on the DOJ's? case on Trump. There are a couple different schools of thought out there. And I was wondering what school you went to uh, other yes. than Harvard, obviously. But yeah, OK. Well, if you are wondering what the charge will be relating to January 6th, I don't think seditious conspiracy will be charged against a former president. It's really hard to get right. that. And you have to actually have an agreement with one or more people to commit violence to shut down a function of the government. You got that with some of these Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, but Trump kept himself above that fray. Now, yeah, he sent some inflammatory words, and I think that they could ultimately charge him with conspiracy to defraud the United States, which can get to five years in prison, or obstruction of an official proceeding, which they've already charged hundreds of others. That's much easier to prove. An obstruction of an official proceeding has a maximum penalty that is the same as seditious conspiracy 20 years. So really? why would yeah, so why uh. would you charge a seditious conspiracy when you can charge seditious conspiracy light and have the same 
punishment. So that's what I'm talking about. I think, I think you're going to see uh, the easier charges. This just conspiracy is really hard to prove, and Trump has insulated himself. They're not going to charge him with it, but they don't need that. To. But that sounds like the savvy way to go. I I like I like the way that you're thinking there. See, this is the amateur baker that I am. I, I put the ingredients in the baking pan and leave not the mixing bowl. And so now <laughs> I've got to put it from the mixing bowl, uh, the, the baking pan back into the mixing bowl and spray the, the cooking the inside. spray on. Yeah, yeah. Though I do think that even if you baked it like that, your dogs would think would eat it right from that dish and work really hard. I mean, nothing that Cascade dishwashing soap can promise me lick cleans egg yolk off a dish better than a dog's tongue oh without a doubt <laughs> right. and you want to know the best dishwasher at home is a basset hound oh yeah <laughs> do their ears actually get into everything yeah you have to give them a smaller water bowl than uh a food bowl because their ears will go into the water and if you give them an ear infection if they stay damp i think i just melted a little inside the thought of that oh um just absolutely lovely. I have to say also that you're doing a really, really good job of baking and talking. So you should give yourself, even though you put it in without the stuff, you know, I did it ahead of time. So I was, you know, I, I got, I got a little ahead on you. Um, yeah, let me well, ask you. It's a, it's a low yeah. bar. I mean, I'm no Harry Lidman who pissed me play. I'm making dog uh, cake from a box, but okay. <laughs> now, and Harry Littman's family really did appreciate the souffle, but who's going to appreciate this cake? I'm sure your dogs will appreciate it more, don't you think? Exactly. It's all about the hounds. It's about the hounds. The You are um, from the state of Florida. You grew up in Florida, which I think is very impressive. I, I don't know that many. I mean, you and Katie Fang, I guess, grew up in Florida. So that's a, a real positive for the state of Florida. But there's some things going on in Florida right now that if you're, if you're, I would love your thoughts on, right? Um, without saying the name DeSantis, oh, damn, I don't know, DeSantis <laughs> out loud. Yeah, instead, I, uh, I'll just ask you, Florida High School Athletics Association has said that they're going, they're really working hard to monitor high school, female high school students, period. And her menstrual cycles, where it's, bleh. is it not a legal issue, like of privacy, that I don't have to tell you these things? Well, I, I think the order is still pending and, and uh, it hasn't uh-huh. been finalized yet. But when that gets finalized, you can rest assured it's going to be challenged in the courts. Okay. Welcome to the free state of Florida, by the way. That's yeah, why people that's... love it here. It's free. It's free for me, but not for thee. <laughs> right? Just don't say gay. Don't try to compete in sports unless you submit menstrual records if you're a young woman. Uh-huh. Don't try to criticize a leadership of the state because you may get your taxing district eliminated like Disney. Don't try to get an abortion. There's going to be a uh, most likely like a six-week abortion ban imposed in Florida uh, pretty soon. So look, if, if, you know, if you follow the rules and watch what you say, uh, and uh, don't try to do things like get an abortion or speak out of turn or or compete in sports. Uh, then you can be free here, and uh, no, you know you'll it's it's perfect. 
But oh, good. So can I study um, African-American history at the um, honors level? Just no. wondering. That's silly, no. right? You're, 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 it's free for me, but not for thee. Yes, you can, you can study that elsewhere, but not Florida. Uh, and, and a lot of the books that you may want to read are going to be removed or banned. So this is where our state is heading. Our state was never quite like this, but now we've become a MAGA haven where people from all across the country are coming here to be part of this MAGA Petri dish. And there is, I always look for the silver lining. The silver lining is that the rest of the country seems to get bluer as we attract a lot of the super MAGA voters in our state. And I think this is one of the reasons why the Democrats are able to surprise people in the midterms, while DeSantis won by 20 points. That's interesting. So there really has been an influx of red-minded people into the state of Florida, like there have been. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize that there's been, like, then it's been so dramatic a change. That's interesting. Yeah, four years ago, when DeSantis was first elected by a razor-thin margin, there were about 400,000 more Democrats than Republicans in our state. Now, just four years later, they're in Cal. 300,000 more Republicans than Democrats. And so, and, and a lot of people who have moved down are super voters. And, and uh, so our state is changing dramatically, like literally overnight. And we were always a swing state, but there's nothing yeah. to show that we're a stink swing state anymore. There are no Democrats elected at the statewide level anymore in Florida. The Republicans have a super majority in the state Senate and the state House. Okay. So, this is not exactly halcyon times for, for Democrats in the Sunshine State. It makes me sad, um, but I guess they have to go somewhere. Um, I, I still think it's remarkable that Florida was able to like levy taxes on uh, Disney. I mean, like the idea that they had someone had the cojones to really say no Disney is remarkable to me in the state of Florida. I always thought that they were untouchable. Well, Disney was untouchable until they spoke out against the governor's don't say gay bill. What happened was before then, the governor imposed a ban on vaccine mandates in private companies. So another part of the free state of Florida, the governor told cruise lines that you can't require your passengers to get the vaccine. And why would cruise lines want to require people floating on their Petri dish to get vaccines, right? So. That was one of the things they did. So that was, but, but there was an exemption, and actually it was for a different bill. There was another bill on social media companies that prohibited social media companies in law in Florida from banning people like Donald Trump or from doing fact-checking. So again, the free state of Florida now tells private companies what they can and cannot do. But there was an exception in the law that any media company that owns a Amusement park is exempt from the law. It was written for Disney. It was to exempt Disney and America. There were ABC, Disney, ESPN. They were yeah. exempting Disney from the law. Well, that was before Disney then back about the don't say gay bill. And when they did, then the governor said, okay, now you're an enemy. And now we're going to strip away your tax district that you have had for about 50 years. And when I talked to my conservative friends, they say there is nothing in the law. There is no requirement of the law for the government to give any company 
a special taxing district. And I say, correct, correct. But it's also against the Constitution for government to retaliate against a company merely for their expression of their views, merely for expressing their First Amendment rights. And they really don't have an answer for that. And if they try to say, well, they did not, this was not retaliation, of course it was. (laughs) I mean, even the Santa said it was. Of course it was. So remember, it's not the elimination of the taxing district. Yeah, there's no right to have it. It's the fact that the only reason why the Santa's tried to eliminate it is because Disney spoke out against the don't say gay bill. Do you you see there being any retaliation against politicians in the state of Florida to DeSantis is turning Florida into a very distinct or, you know, encouraging Florida to be no longer the free state, even though he says it. Do you see any pressure on politicians or any pressure from corporations to sort of push back on DeSantis? Well, uh, remember, I have a colleague in uh, Tampa and he was removed from office because he signed, he was a state attorney there, Andrew Warren. He signed letters saying that he opposed new abortion restrictions and um, he was suspended from office for neglect of duty. And then a federal judge right. then determined that DeSantis was wrong, that he should not have removed him. But then the federal judge said, but I have no power to reinstate him because I'm a federal judge. He's a state office yeah. holder. It would be up to state courts and Governor DeSantis. So don't hold your breath. So this is why people get frustrated with lawyers. The the judge essentially said, you can't do it, but I can't undo it. (laughs) And so if you're wondering whether standing up to him and pushing back, yeah, they try, but we're a one-party state right now. And I think eventually when things get so bad and so onerous where, you know, you go to school and you can't talk about certain things and you're not allowed to read certain things. You can't study certain things and, and you can't get an abortion in our state to travel to like Alabama to get an abortion. Right. Uh, Or there are no live, there are no books in your school library because people are afraid to put them out. Yeah. Or you have to submit menstrual records to compete in, in, uh, girls sports. I mean, you know, at some point where you're allowed to have a, concealed weapon and gun you can take it um you know to without without any permit without any training and that's the proposal now so now at some point will people start rejecting these policies well they haven't yet yep that's true i guess that's not very heartening Uh, a slightly different tactic a slightly different note excuse me not tactic slightly different note um, I have spent a lot of time seeing you in a lot of documentaries I've been watching over the past <laughs> year or so. The most recent, um, you and um, Miss Cleo entertained me while I had COVID over Christmas. And that to me it was just amazing to see that case or see Miss Cleo back in the in the limelight as it was. Can you tell me a little bit about how the Miss Cleo case can you catch people up to who Miss Cleo was for the four people, you know, under the age of 35 who don't know who Miss Cleo is and tell us how she came to be in your scope there? Sure, sure. I was the first like high profile case I ever had. I was a young lawyer 
by the way, as I talk about this, I'll do the um, the mix for the frosting on the cake. There's frosting. I've been making my frosting too, and I have to say, the dog is sitting right next to me. I dipped a finger into it and let him lick it, oh. and it's just yogurt and peanut butter. And if people don't mind, I'm actually going to taste it with a clean finger. That looks so um, much better than mine. Um, this looks like something you get in our eminence locker. <laughs> we don't really well, have an can... eminence locker. That's no, like, that's no, the, but that's it... the cops, but. But still, I mean, you know what I mean. This is it's yeah. a bag for those uh, playing along at home. It's a bag of white powder. <laughs> That's oh, where yeah, you can't see that. Oh, I didn't know you had a video of that. I'll get this. <laughs> it's a bag of white powder. Yeah, <laughs> looks just like this uh, frosting with made of yogurt, like a cup of yogurt and a half a cup of peanut butter. If I added some maple syrup to this, I'd spread it on anything. It is good. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it really is. I guess it's a smoothie. It's at this point in the broadcast where we transition to the special content for subscribers to the Deep State Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to our subscribers who help keep the microphones on. To become a subscriber, head over to dsrnetwork.com. Thank you to Dave Arenberg, Getty, and Blue for being part of the show. You can follow Dave on Twitter at Arenberg. For the recipes and much more, please subscribe to my Substack at marissarothkopf.substack.com. And if you would, please leave a review in the Apple Store for this podcast. It really helps. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. <laughs>